Welcome to another episode of Kyle and Jake Save Sports. I am your host, Jake Dom. Uh, joining me, he does every week, is my buddy Kyle. How's it going today, Kyle? I'm not too bad, Jake. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we had a crazy, it was kind of a crazy week of football there. Um, definitely a lot of outcomes I wasn't expecting. Um, I think going back to our predictions from last week, uh, we're definitely wrong on a couple there. So, um, with that crazy week, uh, did you have a performance that stood out? Um, actually, uh, I'll let you go ahead on that one. Um, so for my performance of the week, um, I think we got to give it up to the backup QBs of the world. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, Geno Smith coming in there, getting the wins over the Jaguars, uh, Trevor Simeon coming in after the Jameis Winston injury, uh, and kind of leading that team against the Bucks. Um, you know, Cooper Rush there on Sunday night football, leading that big win, uh, over the Minnesota Vikings, um. And obviously the chariot on top of it all, Mike White, uh, the New York Jets, uh, 405 yards, uh, first rookie since our first person in their debut uh, since Cam Newton to throw for over 400 yards. So uh, he he's probably the cherry on top there, but just backups QB in general deserve it for me. Yeah, honestly, that was a pretty cool week. Uh, a lot of a lot of good football. Didn't really. Didn't really have a whole lot of time Sunday to watch a bunch, so I did miss out on some of the live action. But, um, yeah, great games all the way around, especially from backup QBs, which doesn't happen too often. But for for mine, I kind of went a little bit uh, less serious um, in in this regard. But uh, I went with Lions. Um, <laughs> we are we are zero and eight, and we are very 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 possibly going to go 0 and 17. So uh, our schedule does not look very good going into the second half of the season. So yeah, we at might least, surprise somebody. It's a, but... it's a bye week. At least we don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't even been watching the last few. It's been embarrassing. And I haven't seen them on red zone a lot because we're never in the red zone. So <laughs> Get to watch our defense suck. Yeah. No, usually they're longer touchdowns. So it's usually just like, hey, look what happened here. <laughs> well, it's a blowout, so they don't want to show it. So um, I've definitely, uh, definitely haven't caught a lot. Um, but uh, we talked last week. Uh, we wanted to get into our midseason awards. Uh, but before we do that, we did have some big news from the week, obviously with the NFL trade deadline and a couple of injuries. Um, let's start with the injuries. Um, I think this is arguably the biggest news of the week with Derrick Henry going down. Um, I'm probably looking like he's out for the season. Um, obviously, he's a really big part of that Tennessee offense. Uh, how do you see this Tennessee team bounce back without a guy like that? Um, it's going to put a whole lot of pressure on Tannehill. Um, so we'll kind of see where he goes with that. You know, he's been good, but he's also had the best running back uh, in the league the last couple of years to kind of lean on when, you know, he's not on or the offense really isn't clicking. He can just carry the team. Um, so uh, definitely going to have an effect. Um, we'll have to see. We'll get a good look at it this week of, you know, really how they're going to perform. Uh, you know, going into the the next part of the season. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and obviously, I don't think you can have one guy replace his kind of impact. 
Um, obviously the best running back in the league right now. Uh, it's really going to be have to be by committee. Obviously, AB is going to have to or Antonio Brown, or I'm sorry, AJ Brown is going to have to step up. Um, Julio Jones, hopefully he can come back healthy and help the offense. Uh, obviously, they signed Adrian Peterson um, to see if he has anything left in the tank. So uh, I definitely think it's going to have to be by committee there. Um, and like you said, I think Tannehill is definitely going to have to lead that charge, though. And hopefully, and there is a possibility he can come back around playoffs, but um, I think they got to assume they won't have him the rest of the way. Yeah, and I mean, that would be a huge boost coming back into the playoffs, you know, if, if they end up, you know, staying steady in the uh, the AFC South, which I think I think we, we will see that, um, but remains to be seen. Um, and then obviously the other big inju- injury was uh, in the Saints game, uh, Jameis Winston torn ACL out for the year. Um, you know, like I talked about Trevor Sinmian coming in and leading that team. Um, I definitely think this is an interesting one. Um, obviously, I don't know if you saw the rumors about them maybe contacting Philip Rivers. Um, obviously, a lot of people mentioned Cam Newton's name. Um, do you think that uh, they're going to go with Hill, or do you think they're going to try to bring in another option uh, to try to lead the team the rest of the way? Um, I could definitely see it going either way. Um, I think, um, you know, Sean Payton has a good eye for quarterbacks, obviously. And if anything, you know, if anybody's going to get – uh, you know, the best of Philip Rivers back or the best of Cam Newton, it, it, you know, it might be Sean Payton. So it'd be really interesting to see, but I know they have been, uh, you know, pretty big on Taysom Hill uh, last year. And obviously he did lose the starting job this year, but, um, you know, they, they do like him as an option. So I could see them sticking with it, but I don't know, might have to give one of those other guys a call, see what they got left. Yeah, it maybe at least work him out. Obviously, you know, Cam Newton was just on a team. Um, and then Phillip Rivers didn't look terrible last year on a Colts team. Um, so I definitely think he could have something left for him. But um, let's get probably to the most exciting news of the week. Um, Von Miller traded to the Los Angeles Rams for a second and third round pick. Um, this, you know, this is probably the closest to a blockbuster trade you're going to get in the NFL. Uh, they don't have the NBA type hype trades but um this is definitely a crazy one um i definitely my jaw dropped when i seen the bleacher report a notification come through um do you think this separates the ramps from the pack from the, in the nfc um it does a really really good job uh, uh, you know elsewhere other than the line and ramsey um hasn't been that great this season and that's been one of their kind of weak spots is the leaky defense um, but with three really, really, really good pass rushers, um, you know, I, I think that's going to uh, take a lot of time away from opposing co- quarterbacks to sit back and kind of pick them apart sometimes. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to put, uh, you know, them into the top 10, uh, top 12, maybe defenses in the league. Um, and that's going to do a whole lot for them. So, um, you know, uh, we'll have to see after the Cardinals game, um, you know, what they'll look like, but um, this does a, a big, uh, big enough job getting them over that hump. I think. Uh, yeah, and obviously they're not getting defensive player of the year, Von Miller here, but uh, he's still a guy that can definitely get to the pass. There, uh, twenty-eight pressures so far this year and five sacks. Uh, that's best for nineteenth in the league, and that's even including the game he missed last week. So um, he's definitely a guy that can still get after the passer. 
And uh, playing a guy next to a guy like Aaron Donald's only going to help that because uh, you're not going to be able to double team both of them. So uh, I'm definitely excited for that. Uh, kind of watch that defense and watch those two elite pass rushers uh, kind of chase the NFC West quarterbacks around. Yep, and they definitely need it because Kyler Murray's magical in the pocket, <laughs> or outside of the pocket, I guess you should say. <laughs> and, you know, you still got Russell Wilson there too, and then, you know, 49ers getting Trey Lance. So uh, there's definitely a lot of mobile mobile, uh, mobile quarterbacks in that division to run down. So, Yep, Stafford's kind of the odd man out there. <laughs> definitely more of a traditional QB. <laughs> Um, but uh, moving on, um, what I did is uh, me and Kyle kind of worked on a list, um, just kind of the award we wanted to go over through the midway point of the season. Uh, the first one first, um, honestly, in my opinion, Kyle, this was one of the hardest awards to pick. I think there's a lot of good candidates for the first half MVP. Who did you decide to go with? Um, you definitely nailed it there. Um, uh, this is a really tough one. Probably a little bit of the, you know, the Homer in me uh, did have to give it to Matt Stafford. Um, you know, it's definitely in the conversation, but that's probably what put him over the edge for me. Um, you know, he's leading the, um, you know, number one or I guess number two seed in the NFC. Um, 2,400 yards, almost 2,500 yards uh, and only four interceptions. So he's playing some of the best footballs, you know, in his career. Um, and, you know, I, I think if he were to go down, who do they have to replace him? And, uh, you know, I, I just don't think they're near a Super Bowl contender without him. Um, and, you know, maybe this is both of our homer picks coming out here because I also <laughs> got Matthew Stafford here. Um, you know, I, I don't think we need to spend uh, – you know, I think you hit all the key points there. Um, you know, just other guys that are definitely I considered. Um, obviously, Dak having a pretty good – first half of the season, uh, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think those are definitely the big names. And, you know, obviously Tom Brady. Um, so those are definitely the big names for me, but um, I did end up on Stafford. Uh, just the way he changed that team for me, um, they just look like a whole different team. And he's really the only big piece that changed. Uh, obviously, they brought in Von Miller now, but, um, you know, first half of the season, they didn't have him. So uh, just kind of the way he was able to change that team really impressed, and I think that's why I put him over that. Yep, definitely agree. Um, so I guess going into the next one, uh, who do you have for your offensive player of the year? Um, so this is a guy that we talked about. It's got to be Derrick Henry through the first half of the year. Um, <laughs> obviously, over, over almost 300 yards more in the second place guy in rushing, uh, 10 touchdowns on the year. Um, sadly, you know, with the injury, he's probably not going to win this award. So I'd you know, just for a backup, I'd probably say Cooper Cup. Um, he's been doing a, having a pretty good season as well, 924 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, so it's probably his award to lose at this point with the Derrick Henry injury. Um, but I think just through the first half, you got to give it to that that man over there in Tennessee. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I also had Henry. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. A, a big, uh, big injury sucks to lose him. He's very fun to watch when he, uh, you know, breaks away. Um, you know, he's still the the leading rusher in um, yards after con. Um, definitely some impressive stuff. Um, 
So I guess uh, hopefully we have a different one in our uh, defensive player of the year so far. Who'd you have? Yeah, uh, I got Trevon Diggs. Um, I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Um, seven, 11, seven interceptions on the season, 11 passes defended, both good for first in the league right now. Uh, he's also one of two defensive players right now with multiple touchdowns. So I just think his ability to kind of lead that Dallas defense right now, uh, making the big plays on the count. And obviously Dallas is having a good season. So uh, I think I'm going Trevon Diggs. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a good one. Um, you know, he has had some, uh, you know, not so great plays where he's kind of gotten burned, on, you know, a couple couple of them. But, um, yeah, I mean, two touchdowns is hard to argue. That's a, you know, plays after that. So that's a big game-changing plays in, in a lot of them that, um, you know, has led them to uh, a really good record along with, you know, Dak and the offense playing really well as well. Um. But uh, I went uh, with a different pick that actually ended up kind of being a homer pick, too. Uh, I went with uh, Max Crosby. Um, he's been really good for the Raiders this year. Uh, five sacks. 47 uh, pressures, uh, which is really good. Um, and then uh, his uh, football grade is uh, 91.4, which is uh, you know near the – top for sure so he's been a, a big reason that the Raiders have um, have played really well this season uh, you know one of the biggest surprises um, and he actually uh, uh, he grew up like I went to elementary school with him actually um, he ended up moving to Texas in middle school or something but uh, that kid could dunk in like fifth grade <laughs> he was he's always a crazy good athlete so uh, cool to see him dominate on the world's highest stage yeah, uh, he's definitely had a good season there. Uh, and a couple other guys, a couple names that we should bring up here. I think Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, uh, both uh, other pass rushers that are both having pretty good seasons uh, for their respective teams. So uh, I definitely think they deserve a mention there. Um, but moving on, we got coach of the year. Um, who do you got for this one? Um, I, To be honest, I went with McCarthy, although I know he doesn't really – call the plays that's more killing more and he doesn't uh you know build the defensive game plan um you know he's done a whole a whole lot this season to really turn around a Cowboys team that nobody really nobody thought they were going to be seven and one uh you know um, yeah obviously something's changed and uh you know he's got all the guys playing really well um you know brought it you know the right pieces and additions and um, you know, I had to give it to McCarthy. Yeah, that's definitely a good call. I, I think he does get a lot of, you know, slack in the media and from a lot of fans. But overall, I think he has done a nice job this season. Um, there's a lot of good head coaches that don't call their plays. So uh, he's definitely not the only one in that regard. So I don't think he deserves a knock for that. Um, and like you said, he's, you know, he's got that team playing hard um, and they seem to kind of like the guys. So um, that's definitely a good pick. Um for mine, maybe this is a little bit of recency bias here with the Saints coming off their victory, but I'm going with Sean Payton. Um, Saints are sitting there at 5-2, and two, um, which is a pretty impressive record, all considering. Um, you know, going through losing Breeze with retiring, um, you know, kind of navigating through that T, uh, QB battle with uh, Hill and Winston, uh, and kind of just getting the team to rally around the guys, um, even with that. So, um, you know, just the fact that they're still five and two and, you know, like we talked about earlier, Sean Payton's an offensive genius. So 
Um, I definitely think he's done a good job so far this year, and I think he's mine to coach of the year. Yeah, it's definitely a fair point. Um, you know, he's got got the Saints uh, within striking distance of the, the Buccaneers after their game last week. So, um, you know, really impressive. Definitely not what I was expecting coming in. Yeah. Um, and then uh, moving on, um, we got the comeback player of the uh, – well, I guess comeback player of the first half of the year. Um, who did you have for this? Um, I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> I didn't see that one on the list. <laughs> oh, my bad. No, 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 you're good. Well, I think I think this really just comes down to two players here. Um, probably Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow, both coming off pretty major injuries there. Um, I did lean Dak Prescott, but uh, I definitely wouldn't blame anyone if they did decide to take Burrow. But I just think with the season he's having, having leading that Cowboys offense, I know he missed Sunday Night Football and uh, Cooper Rush still got the win. But, um, you know, when he's in there, offense just seems to be clicking up, clicking on all cylinders. And I'm sure they would have had more than 20 points if he was in that game. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and definitely Burrow too. Um, you know, Cincinnati's definitely outperformed, um, even with a, a tough loss this week to the Jets. Um, you know, they're they're still way above what we expected. Um, and you know, Joe Burrow's a, a huge part of that. Um, speaking of uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, um, we got the best offensive rookie. Um, I think for this one, I think it's definitive definitively Jamar Chase, um, 786 yards. Uh, that's best for third in the league and uh, seven touchdowns. So, um, obviously, you know, after the struggles in camp, we talked about it a few times, he's a, been able to come out and dominate and uh, having a really impressive rookie season so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as far as his point scores, he's, uh, you know, definitely at the top of that list. Um, but uh, I did go a different route. Um, I went with Rashawn Slater. Um, you know, the um, offensive lineman uh, on the Chargers. Um, he's done a, a really good job, only two sacks allowed. Um, you know, he's got a, almost an 80 uh, football grade, uh, which for a rookie is really impressive. And, you know, he's been a big part of turning that Chargers uh, offensive line around, which is uh, really good to see because they needed a lot of that help. And he was a really good gem. At, uh, I think it was, what, 11 or 12 in the draft. Um you know, played a little bit better than Seawolf so far, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he's still young. I think he's got time to turn it around. But really the best offensive lineman, uh, you know, drafted this year. Yeah, and that's definitely a good call. I definitely didn't think of the old lineman over there. He's, he is having a quietly good season. You know, he just doesn't get to shine. Uh, being a former lineman myself, I definitely know how that goes. So uh, I definitely appreciate you giving love to the lineman and uh, kind of kicking myself for not thinking of that. <laughs> uh, no worries uh, so then I guess on the other side of the ball um, who do you have for your uh, best defensive rookie uh, so best defensive rookie um, I hate bringing up so many cow- so much Cowboys talk here but uh, <laughs> oh, no. Micah Parsons um, 42 tackles two and a half sacks um, seven tackles four loss and already 11 QB hits um, just every time I seem to watch the Cowboys he always seems to be making a couple plays and kind of be in the mix there for him um, so he's kind of just been one of those rookie uh, defensive rookies that really jumped off the screen for me and that's kind of why I leaned him yeah um, I had the uh, the same one again on that um, you know only uh, two and a half sacks but you know it's not really his job 
um, 100% of the time to go after the QB. And he's, you know, just all over the field. Um, he's always, like you said, always in the mix. He's always near the ball and always seeking it. So um, he's a, a really good pick for the Cowboys. And, you know, another big reason why they've, you know, accelerated their, um, you know, retool or whatever they wanted to call it after last season. Um, and then moving on, uh, we're going to kind of go into more like uh, some team picks here. Um, uh, through the first half of the year, Kyle, which team has been the most surprising? Um, so this is, a, you know, another one we've kind of touched on a little bit, uh, but I did rules. Uh, you know, uh, I think we've kind of covered all the points, but, um, you know, yeah. definitely way farther along than we, we expected. So good to see out of that uh, big joke. Burrow fan. Um, that's that was mine. How about you? Oh uh, yeah, and I I do like that pick. Um, you know, obviously, I think that head coach is doing a really good job there, kind of building that offense up. And um, you know, like we, there's not a whole lot more we can say. But um, for me, um, I think it's another team. There's not a whole lot more we could say about um through the couple of weeks. Um, it's the Arizona Cardinals, uh, sitting at seven and one. I know they're coming off the ugly loss to Green Bay. Uh, I think they're kind of do a dud of a game after going seven and zero, and obviously I think throughout those seven games they had a chance to lose a couple, um, and they could definitely be a little bit worse record. But at the end of the day, uh, them being seven and ones, I think that was one of the most surprising things to see. Um, but overall, I think even with the loss of the Green Bay Packers, I think they're still a pretty pretty good team going forward, and they're going to be a problem in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you have Aaron Rodgers, they always got a shot. So, um, you know, the, them and the Cardinals definitely uh, rounded out the top three of the, some of the biggest surprises. So uh, definitely the, the Raiders, too. Um, you know, uh, five, uh, what, five and two, five and three now. Um, wasn't, uh, wasn't one of my predictions to be right up there in the, you know, top of the AFC West. Yeah, that, that's definitely for sure. Um, and then obviously the Seahawks and 49ers dealing with a lot of injuries and they're at the bottom. So that, that's definitely another surprising thing. Um, but on the other side of the coin, um, who do you think has been the most disappointing team through the first half? Um, it's got to be the Chiefs. Um, you know, with such high expectations with, you know, Mahomes being favorite to win MVP. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs, um, you know, they just haven't looked good, even in some of their their wins. Um, you know, the the uh, uh, Washington football team game was pretty sloppy, and yeah, uh, not uh, not looking good in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, obviously, eking out a win over the Giants on Monday Night Football that wasn't impressive and. Uh, any stretch, uh, you know, they did make a trade, uh, bringing in Melvin Ingram from the Steelers for a six round pick. Um, obviously, I don't think he's an elite level pass rusher, but I think anything at this point can help that defense out. Um, so we'll see. And obviously, um, I know we we're texting earlier um, about possibly OBJ and Deshaun Jackson being available. So who knows? Maybe they go make a play for one of their uh, them guys. I'm sure both of them would love to go catch balls from Patrick Mahomes. So. Um, I think, you know, sitting at four and four, um, I definitely think, you know, they could definitely are a team that can get hot going forward um, and kind of, you know, prove us wrong. But I think you're right. Overall, they've been pretty disappointing. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so I guess moving on to the next one, who'd you have for your uh, bold prediction in the uh, for the second half of the season? All right, so this was a tough one for me. Um, I started looking at the kind of the playoff picture shaping up in the NFC, and I kind of started looking. Um, obviously, looking like Green Bay is going to have that division. Um, you got the Bucks and the Saints probably going to get win the division, and the other one get the wild card. Um, you got the Cowboys, and they're going to win that division. Um, and then you got the Cardinals and the Rams. Um, so that leaves one more team. Um, and I was kind of looking at all those other teams, and I wanted to base my prediction around them. Um, so what I'm going with is I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to snatch the last wild card spot. Um, I think with Russell Wilson coming back, um, and I think that team had, had, did play pretty well the last couple of weeks, even with Geno in there. Um, so if that defense can kind of play like it has been and Russell Wilson come back and, you know, it's just a finger. So um, it's not like he's having a, had a major knee injury or something like that. Uh, as long as he can come back healthy, I think the Seahawks can make a major push and uh, kind of push for that last wild card spot. Yeah, honestly, that's uh, definitely a, not a bad pick there. Um, is he supposed to be back this week, do you know? Uh, they got a bye week this week. Um, sure, from what yeah. I read, I think he – I read he was supposed to – possibly could be back the following week so we'll see okay. if we'll know more in a couple of weeks but um i definitely think i like that pick yeah perfect stop time for their buy too um you know if they get him back uh for the next game um for my uh my uh second prediction um i had or the second half prediction um i had the patriots to make a run uh mac miller and Mac Miller, <laughs> Mac Jones, <laughs> uh, Red Miller somewhere else on the page. Uh, Mac Jones, um, you know, really looking good the last couple of weeks with big wins. Um, obviously, over, only over the Jets, but it was a you know fifty-four uh, point drubbing. So, and uh, last week against a really good Chargers team, um, their their defense was a little bit more the stud in the in that one. But um, you know, I think in a know pretty weak division other than the bills they uh they definitely got a shot at the the wild card and you know it's definitely not a team i would want to face in the playoffs you know um you know and all he's accomplished so that was fun yeah no no that's a good call i think you know obviously that was a really impressive one they had over the chargers um i think we both took the chargers in that one so um you know, they kind of went out there and, you know, not the prettiest win, but Mac Jones didn't have the best game last week, but they kind of showed they could win an ugly one against a good team. So uh, I think that's a big growing moment. If he, they can get a big uh, kind of more better performance out of him um, as the season goes on, they could definitely be a uh, team to reckon with as the season goes forward. Um, yeah, honestly. So I guess lastly, um, I'm – we're going to do our halfway through Super Bowl prediction. Uh, who do you got, Kyle? Um, so I went um, definitely a, a tough one, um, but I settled on the Rams versus the Bills. Um, you know, two really good quarterbacks and two high-powered offenses, you know, when they're really clicking. Um, and uh, with the Von Miller trade, Definitely a huge boost to an already, um, you know, very good on paper Rams defense. Um, and the Bills quietly have a, um, you know, top 50% defense themselves. And uh, in, in most games this season, they, they've played really well. So 
Um, you know, I easily think that they can, you know, turn it up after a, a loss last week um, and, you know, show that they're the, the team in the AFC to, to beat. Uh, all right. I also had uh, Rams bills. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go Rams chiefs. Um, I'll bet on Patrick Mahomes kind of getting hot as the second half of the season goes on. Uh, even as like ugly as they look, um, just to try to change it up from your pick a little bit. But, um, you know, like we said, I do think they could get um, kind of play a lot better down the stretch here. So uh, betting on Patrick Mahomes, um, I'd, I'd rather bet on the Bills, but um, that's definitely not a bad <laughs> consolation prize. Yeah, yeah, easily, um, you know, especially, um, you know, I, I think Andy Reid can bring the team together. So if they get a good shot to go on a run, I uh, definitely can't forget the Bucks um, either there. Definitely going to be right there and, you know, making a deep playoff run. Um, uh, you know, not forget the, the Cowboys either. Yeah. I mean, Cowboys, pack, the NFC is loaded. Um, yeah. AFC, AFC is kind of like, I think the NFC has a lot of more top tier talent and the AFC is kind of just more muddied in the middle. Um, yeah. With the kind of yeah. middle being the cream of the crop there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the, the Ravens are up there too. Um, liked what I've seen out of them. Um, other than that, uh, really weird loss to the Chargers. Um, you know, they've been top. Yeah, that, uh, and especially after we watched the Chargers kind of struggle against that Patriots team, it kind of even got even weirder. Um, you know, they got the Vic- uh, the Ravens got the Vikings this week, though, so maybe they can clean some stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, moving on, um, looking ahead to week nine, um, we got the Lions, the Seahawks, the Bucks, and Washington all on bye weeks. Um, to start us off, we got the Falcons off, uh, at the Saints. Who do you got in this one? Um, I think the the Saints are going to keep rolling. Um, you know, the Falcons have been decent one week and very, very not good, uh, you know, another week. So, um, you know, with the Saints team playing how they have, um, and you know, Simeon coming in and playing a, a really serviceable game last week in replacement of Winston. So, um, you know, I, I think a combo between him and, you know, Hill, if he's back, um, could be um, where should be an, enough to win pretty handily against the Falcons, uh, especially at home. I have it uh, something like 17-27. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll be particularly close. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with what you said right there. Um, I think with the combination, especially Taysom Hill's coming back and they kind of do the gadget plays with him um, and Simeon kind of make enough throws to beat that Falcons team. Um, I got a 31-21, uh, so maybe a little closer than you, but overall I think the Saints are just the better team that uh, that Falcons offense is going to have a hard time scoring on that uh, Saints team. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess into the next one, um, another one that I don't have going very close, um, the Patriots at the Panthers. Who do you got in this one? Uh, yeah, I got definitely not very close. Um, I got the Patriots 31, uh, no, the Panthers 20. Um, so maybe a little closer, but definitely double-digit deficit. Um, I just think this Patriots team has been rolling lately, like you said, uh, getting that big win against the Chargers. Uh, and like we talked about last week, oddly enough, uh, playing really well on the road this season. So at the Panthers, I don't think it will be a problem, especially with how Sam Darnold and that offense has been playing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say 31-20? Yeah. Yep, 31-20. <laughs> that's also what I had as a score. Um, so that's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I think you 
touched on all, all the big points. Um, you know, without McCaffrey, that all looked very, very, uh, you know, very good at all. So um, I, I don't think the Patriots should have an issue. And if they're the, the contender team that I think that they might be or they, they could be in the second half, um, you know, I, I think they should put them away pretty easily. All right. Well, you got to stop looking at my notes with the scores. So uh, we've been uh, matching a lot today and I uh, don't appreciate it. So. Peeking over um, your shoulder. Uh, but moving on, uh, the game that we just mentioned there uh, a minute ago, uh, the Vikings at the Ravens. Um, who do you got in this one? Um, I think this one will be kind of close. Um, you know, the Vikings have had a lot of close games that really haven't went their way. Um, so I don't have them winning this one, um, but I think they do enough. Um, Kirk Cousins can, uh, you know, most of the time besides last week, get Justin Jefferson involved and, you know, get some big plays out of him, um, which really elevates uh, his play style. Um, uh, but I do have it, uh, the Ravens 23, the Vikings 20. Um, yeah. How about you? Uh, I got I got a little bit more high scoring than you. Um, I I did say the Ravens though. I got the Ravens thirty four twenty seven. Um, I just really I didn't like what I've seen from that Vikings team going against Cooper Rush. Um, so I think can only imagine what Lamar Jackson is going to do to that defense. Um, and that being said, I, I know the Vikings offense can move the ball a little bit, but um, you know I I think Mike Zimmer's suits he, uh, heating up over there in Minnesota. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just definitely not playing up to par, but, um, you know, I, I could see it being a little bit closer, but, you know, definitely I uh, could see it going higher score as well, depending on how it, how it plays out. Um, but uh, going into the next one, uh, I got a, should be a good divisional battle. Uh, who do you got uh, Browns at the Bengals? Um, I'm taking the Bengals. Um the Browns, after being kind of not kind of banged up the last couple of weeks, they haven't played their best football. Uh, I know the Bengals are coming off that ugly Jets loss, uh, but if you kind of read the quotes, I think their team kind of said the right things, and it just kind of seemed like the case. They just didn't really prepare properly and kind of just overlooked the opponent. Um, you know, it is the Jets, um, and a lot of teams do that, but um, sometimes they obviously they got caught. Um, but I think they know this is a big divisional matchup with the Brown, uh, with the Browns. Um, they're at home. Um, should be a good crowd for them. Um, but I got the Bengals 27 to 20. Um, yeah. Um, I had it, uh, 24, 28, uh, Cincinnati. Um, uh, you know, just, just with the injuries alone, I think, um, you know, obviously they do have Chubb back, which will be a big help, but, um, you know, with the OBJ drama and, and, and things going on, um, you know, I, I don't think that they're going to put their best product on the field, um, which, you know, Brown's at full strength that I would probably have to pick them. But um, for now, I'll go, go with uh, Joe Burrow. I think they, like you said, bounce back after. I mean, it was a very close loss to a Jets team who also surprised Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, so uh, Robert Sale has some, some definitely some good things to build on there. Um, but as a, a team that was tra- starting to re- emerge as a contender, possibly, um, you know, definitely a tough loss to take. Yeah, that defense of the Jets is feisty, to say the least. Um, I know watching that game, um, 
I think the Bengals ran three, uh, six plays within the five yard line, and they only got seven. It took them six plays to get the seven points. So uh, to be able to get the five goal line stops, um, that's pretty impressive by any defense. So, uh, yeah, definitely like the Bengals there. Uh, moving on, um, this was looking like it had game of the week potential, but uh, with the news coming out that Aaron Rodgers um, is going to be out with COVID. Um, it's definitely a bummer. I was looking forward to this game. Um, we're going to be getting Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes. I definitely had to change my score um, after I heard that. Um, who do you got in this one? Um, I put it at uh, 23 uh, or 2023 uh, with the Chiefs. Um, I think in Arrowhead um, against uh, Rogerless Packers, um, I think they'll, they'll do just enough to win. Um, but probably. You know, we'll have to see if they'll they'll you know fully bounce back to their form because I think you know last year's Chiefs would have really beat up on a Rodgerless Packers, but so I I think it'll be decently close just because I haven't really liked what I've seen recently by the Chiefs, but um, yeah, I definitely see see them winning. Yeah, and definitely before the Rodgers news, I definitely had the Packers winning this one. Um, As much as I hate to take the Packers winning anything. but that being said, I think with um, Rodgers' injury, I got to lean Chiefs 28-24. Um, obviously, Jordan Love has had some pr- impressive pre- preseason performance, but, but playing in a place like Arrowhead, um, that's definitely a di- different atmosphere. Uh, but he should have Devontae Adams back, so we'll see. Um, this is going to kind of be his time to shine and show what he can do. So um, you never know. And like you said, the Chiefs have been struggling, so – yeah, could go could go either way. Um, so then I guess uh, the next one we got, uh, the, probably going to be the game of the week, uh, the Titans at the Rams. Our first look at uh, a Henry list. What you think in this one? Another one where a guy being out kind of ruined the game for me. Uh, I still yeah. think it's going to be a good game, and I'm kind of excited to see the Titans offense and how they operate. Um, you know, like we said, bringing in AP um, and McNichols. Um, kind of see like how much of that identity they keep, or maybe if they kind of do an overhaul without Derrick Henry, um, because they do got the weapons at Julio and AJ Brown. So, uh, but that being said, I think there was this Rams team's just going to keep on rolling the way they have been. Um, I got the Rams 35 24, um, and I don't think we need to spend much time on that. Yeah, um, I had it uh, 34 27. Um, yeah, spend enough time on the Rams. Yep, they're they're really good. Go Stafford. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But our last game of the week, uh, Monday Night Football, uh, we got the Bears at the Steelers. Um, One thing to note, I actually want to bring up, Big Ben's actually a pretty relatively decent football. You know, I get – you know, not awful football for his standards. Hasn't thrown the interception here in the last couple weeks. Um, Kind of just been playing ultimate game manager style for them. Uh, obviously, Najee Harris has been getting it going a little bit. Um, you know, being a banged-up Brown team isn't the most impressive win, but I think with the way this Bears team has been playing um, and kind of Big Ben's ability to kind of game manage a little bit and they're at home, uh, I'm taking the Steelers 20-14. to 14. <laughs> Dude, as <laughs> this game's same score. <laughs> That's honestly hilarious. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you said it again. Um, 
I just yeah haven't haven't liked what I've seen out of Fields. Although um, I think in our uh, the first podcast we went over our um, you know QBs of this draft class we'd choose. Uh, Fields just hasn't really performed very well so far. Um, we'll see if he he kind of turns that around, and I, I think he will long term. But uh, just the Steelers' defense and their their offense is playing better, which. Uh, we got to have Dejan back on so we can talk up the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely for sure. Um, and that, that should be an okay Monday night football game if you like defense. Um, it's definitely going to be a little bit of a slugfest. Um, but moving on, um, we got our bet of the week. Uh, big congratulations to Kyle for doubling his money last week on the Titans' money line over the Colts. Um, I bet on the Lions like a dumbass. So, um, don't do <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, I tried to I, warn you. <laughs> um, I did win the Cowboys bet, twenty-five to win, uh, f- you know, forty-nine. So I'm um, glad I put that little bit of that sweetener in there, just in case the Lions did exactly what the Lions love to do. Forty-four um, to six <laughs> to the to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I only cried a little bit. So. <laughs> Um, uh, who do you got for this week's bet, Kyle? Uh, for my first one, um, I liked the Raiders minus three at New York. Um, it's plus 100, which I thought were good odds, so 50 to win 100. Um, you know, obviously the Raiders lost, um, uh, you know, just that, that whole situation was uh, definitely uh, pretty heartbreaking. Um, you know, uh, that'll probably leak into, you know, their game plan and their uh, – you know, their emotions and, and things going into the next week's game. But um, I did still have them uh, with minus three. I don't think New York's uh, a very good team. And honestly, the, the Raiders have been playing some really good football the last couple of weeks. So that's what I went with the first one. Yeah, and that's a good call, obviously, with all the Gruden stuff. Uh, they've shown that they're a pretty resilient group. So uh, I could definitely see them coming out and having a big week, even with all that stuff that's came out. Um, but for my first one um, – I got the – I'm taking New England over Carolina, minus three and a half, um, 50 to 194. Um, we talked about that game. I just really like how the Pats have been playing, and I really haven't liked how the Panthers' offense have been playing. Um, so, three and a half points there. Yeah, definitely a solid one. Um, for my second bet, um, I had the Cardinals uh, minus one and a half. Um, at the 49ers, minus 110, 50 to win 95. Um, you know, I, I just think the, the Cardinals are probably going to bounce back this week. Um, the 49ers, um, although with the, you know, pretty good win last week um, you know, against a re- previously red-hot Cardinals, I think um, I, I think they'll win the game and the minus one-and-a-half bet should, should clear. Should... Is Kyler playing then? Um, didn't he, didn't he go down so. with an anchor industry? Okay. Said so, uh, I'm taking it day at a Okay, I just wanted to warn you that okay. he might be out. <laughs> but, okay, it does say good to, should be good to go. So Okay, good deal. Okay. Yeah, I guess that would be con- contingent on that. <laughs> yep, I wanted to double check that for you. Um, but that's definitely good. But that's when I looked at um, just with that injury, I kind of stayed away. You know, I didn't know who was starting, Trey Lance or Jimmy G. Um, but I did like that. You know, that's just such a low point, and I could definitely see him winning that game. Um, but for my other one, um, I took the Chargers over the Philly money line, minus 135, uh, 50 to 187. Um, I just think the Chargers are kind of due a bounce-back win here. 
Um, you know, kind of after that performance against the Pats. And, uh, you know, I think Philly's going to be riding high after the Lions win, but um, Chargers are definitely a different animal than the Detroit Lions. So uh, just to get them on the money line for uh, minus 135, I definitely like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I don't think they'll, um, you know, the Eagles have had a couple of good games this year with uh, that big week one win over the Falcons. You know, we thought maybe that they'd be a, um, a better team than what they've showed most of the other weeks. Um, so I think uh, especially after a couple, tough couple of losses by the Chargers, they're going to bounce back about it, uh, you know, against an inferior team um, in the Eagles. For sure. Uh, uh, and before we get out of here, uh, we probably should give a big congratulations to the 2021 World Series champs, the Atlanta Braves. Um, congrats to them. Uh, big, big win, obviously, not winning for 26 years. I'm really happy for the Atlanta fans, um, you know, and it wasn't Houston. So that's the really good news. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> definitely glad it wasn't Houston, but, uh, you know, Atlanta's had a lot of uh, pain and heartbreak in some recent championships and, uh, you know, and yeah. things. So they got a much deserved win there. Um, you know, seven and no victory in, in game six. Uh, great way to close it out at home. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, if you got anything before we get out of here, I'm excited for this week of football. That's for sure. No lions. So like no said, lions. Absolutely. <laughs> we can't go. zero and nine this week. <laughs> Delaying the delaying it all. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, uh, that depressing note, we can get out of here. Uh, I hope you guys all have a good week. Uh, we will be back next week. See you guys later. <laughs>